This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry with my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We keep getting closer and closer and closer and closer. The Championship Sunday in the National Football League. The late game at 630 Eastern time on Fox. San Francisco 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions. But the marquee matchup, sorry 49ers fans, sorry Lions fans, is that one at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Baltimore hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of those teams, Harry, we've been waiting for a matchup like this. You won if you ever were going to see it in the land of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen when they had that trilogy. But we finally get this. Two guys, one a two-time MVP, another about to be a two-time MVP, one of the finalists, meaning Lamar Jackson, for the most valuable player award. By the way, weigh in on this at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who needs to be Superman more in this game for their team to win? Is it Kansas City's Mahomes or is it the Ravens' Lamar Jackson? Weigh in at 888-729-3776. Harry, I'll put that question to you. Both of these guys are supermen. They're part of the Justice League. They are the Justice League. Well, you got Patrick Mahomes and also Lamar Jackson. Who needs to be more of a Superman than the other for their team to win? I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, when I look at this football team at the Kansas City Chiefs, he's working with less. You talk about on the offensive end, and we've seen leading up to this point all the talk about his wide receivers. Are those guys going to be on the same page? And in my opinion, so far in the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's only been Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, okay. on a consistent basis, and right. Rasheed Rice okay. on a consistent basis, and Isaiah Pacheco at the running back position. But the reason why I feel that way is because when I look on the other side at the Baltimore Ravens and I look at their defense, well, this 2023 Ravens defense is the hardest unit to pass against since the 2009 Jets that was coached by Rex Ryan that had Darrell Revis on it. They have an equalizer, in my opinion, a guy named Kyle Hamilton. So you have Travis Kelsey on one side. You have Kyle Hamilton on another side. Okay, Kyle Hamilton this season – has allowed 261 yards on 62 targets while in coverage. That makes him the number one defender in the NFL this season. Now, we've seen against the Buffalo Bills, we've seen Andy Reid and company. We see them picked on Taron Johnson, right, because he was at linebacker depth because of injuries and deficiencies that they may have on the the Buffalo Bills defense. Well, guess who's in the middle of the defense for the Baltimore Ravens? Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. who is sixth in the National Football League in tackles, had on a cowboy hat last week and basically told Houston, Texas, that he was their daddy. That <laughs> his words, not mine. And then you have a guy in Patrick Queen. So if you're Kansas City, you're not going to be able to pick on them in the run game like you was able to pick on the Buffalo Bills. Okay. But then let's not forget a guy named Geno Stone who is second in the National Football League in interceptions right now for the Baltimore Ravens with seven. They have playmakers everywhere. And then we go to that defensive line. This is the number one team in sacking the quarterback in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens, with 60. Uh-huh. They have three guys in Matabuke. You have Cal Van Noy and Jadavion Clowney with nine, at least nine sacks on this season. Okay. So you got playmakers at every unit. So Pat Mahomes, he got to be super-duper man. Okay. I'm going to do what our producer Shannon Penn likes to do in these situations. Golf clap. All those things sound wonderful 
except here's a problem with your whole thesis. And it was a wonderful thesis, mm-hmm. but this is why you get an F from me. Uh-oh. That dude on the other side is called Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He can make miracles happen, baby. He can. We've seen him do that time and time again yes, because we've seen him be <laughs> Superman constantly at home on the road last week. He can fly tall Josh Allen's in a single bound. He can eliminate no, those no, no, naysayers no, no, no. On, with on. only one leg. Hold on, Freddie. What's wrong? What's wrong? If we're going to play anything with Superman in it. Okay. What's wrong with drop that? Drop that beat, Dale. Superman at There we go. Okay, that's there fine. All right, that's fine. You know, we got we to gotta bring him more to Superman at Now watch me. You. <laughs> <laughs> Superman now. Proceed, Freddie. Okay. You know what? Point for point for Harry. No points for Freddie as far as that goes. To me, this guy has to be the Superman more than Patrick Mahomes. There's no pressure at all on my shoulders or on my mind. The defense just got to do what they've been doing all season. And we got to do what we're supposed to do. You know, put points on the board. And we will have nothing to worry about. You know, just everyone do their job. It's a great team, no doubt about it. You know, all phases, special teams, offense, defense. But if you score points and you stop an opposing team, you have a fair chance to win, and that's just what we need to do. He's not wrong, but in the words of Devin King, one of our producers, I got to see it. I haven't seen him do it in an AFC Championship game because he's never been here in an AFC Championship game. And now I got a big bad wolf on the other side, despite the fact he's coming to the cage of Lamar Jackson. But I don't have to worry about am I going to see it from Patrick Mahomes. I firmly believe I'm going to see that from Patrick Mahomes. But if you're Lamar Jackson in this situation – The Ravens' defense is elite. That Chiefs' defense is not far behind. They don't have guys that can chase. They have guys that can catch. And Lamar Jackson, as gifted as he has shown in that offense, not just running the football, but throwing the ball and throwing the ball from the pocket and being accurate, it's a lot different. You can say, hey, I don't feel any kind of pressure. Sure you do because you're one step away from a Super Bowl. Man, that pressure's not going to be there. Sure it is, because you got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. I'm going to be in prayers to pressure. No, you ain't, because you're playing at home, and for the first time, we get to see you, Lamar Jackson, on a stage like this with a guy that can make or break reputations depending on what you do against Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City. He's going to have to be the one, in my opinion, Lamar Jackson. That has to be more Superman than Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Now, Freddie, what I love about your soliloquy that you so eloquently <laughs> presented to me. A lot of queez there. <laughs> <laughs> you you let me know what you have seen. Okay. So let me take you back in history as well. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. We've seen Patrick Mahomes play against a top defense right. when that offensive line isn't right. right we've seen Patrick Mahomes get taken advantage of okay. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, word to the wise, but it's not a surprise. <laughs> Joe Tooney might not be the starting center for the Kansas City Chiefs come on Sunday, when Sunday comes along. Those two offensive tackles who've, who's had issues this season, they're going to have to go up against that pass rush and those blitz looks led by Mike McDonald and that defensive unit of the Baltimore Ravens. That could be an equalizer. Because I'm going to go ahead right now and throw out a nice prediction for everyone. Oh, already? Why? Wow, not wait until Friday. Okay. Nope. Hit, There's no hit reason us with for it. me to wait. Hit us with it, Freddie and Harry, ESPN that Radio. The Baltimore Ravens will have at least four sacks in this ballgame. Oh, you a little bold prediction from Harry Douglas yeah. for Championship Sunday. Yes, sir. Squeeze me as far as that goes. I'm not going to say you're wrong. The way they can get out to the quarterback and they led the league in sacks, you can be gifted, but sometimes guys can surround you. 
but if they get those kind of sacks. By the way, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Wayne, the Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776, AFC Championship game. Who needs to be Superman more for their team to win? Is it Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Harry believes it's got to be Mahomes. I believe it's got to be Mr. Jackson. Ooh, he is for real when it comes to Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens. To your point about the sex, you know this more than anybody else here. It's not so much when you get them, it's how you get them. Mm-hmm. You can get them in those situations, first and 10, get a sack, a second and 14. That's two more downs for Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes to play with. But when you need to get it, when you have to get it, those two guys in those situations are almost impossible to bring down to the ground. No matter what kind of defense you have, no matter what kind of offensive line troubles potentially that we could see from Kansas City because Thune with that pectoral injury, we don't know if he's going to play. And you're right, there are two offensive tackles have been offensive a lot this year with the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you have a guy that could be a magic man and raise everybody else's level and they've been in that situation before to do those kind of things, it's not so much if you get the sacks. It's when and how you get them against two dudes like that in Mahomes in Kansas City and Jackson in Baltimore. And to your point, Freddie, this weekend versus the Buffalo Bills, it was a time where I thought Patrick Mahomes was going to get sacked. Mm-hmm. And he ran to those sidelines and was going to the ground. And right before his knee touched, he threw the ball out of bounds with his left hand. Man. Yeah. You talk yeah. about crusher as a defensive lineman when you, I got him, I got him, I got him. No, I don't. Or when he's running and had that 28-yard scamper coming out of halftime on that first drive, and he's down the sideline. And, Fred, I warned people. You did. I warned them about these sporadic runs that Patrick Uh Mahomes Uh has when it comes to these playoff games. You don't know when they're going to come, but the ones that he has had throughout his career, they've been very meaningful to the Kansas City Chiefs winning ball games. One of the best descriptions I heard about the way that Patrick Mahomes runs was from Nate Burleson from CBS Sports, part of the NFL today. He said Patrick Mahomes runs like a new a kid trying on new shoes for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> but he does. He runs like his feet hurt all the time, like Twinkle Toes, the old Flintstones character, Fred Flintstones, when he was bowling. But them Twinkle Toes can break your heart with those off-schedule plays that we've seen him do and also the guy's going to play on Sunday in Lamar Jackson. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Championship Sunday, AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City. Lamar Jackson and Baltimore facing each other for the first time in the playoffs. Harry believes that Patrick Mahomes has to be more Superman than Lamar Jackson. I believe Lamar Jackson has to be more Superman than Patrick Mahomes. He says because Patrick Mahomes faced the Ravens defense, I say it's because Lamar Jackson hasn't been here before. Where do you side at 888-729-3776? Kelly in North Carolina, what you got, my friend? What's up, fellas? Hey, What's going on? Uh, enjoy your show. Uh, enjoy Thank both of you. you guys' take. But I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes going to need more to be Superman. He's going to need Jesus. He's going to need the whole <laughs> vibe. He's going he to need everybody. Because, listen, Lamar has proven, bro, Lamar's not the type that seems to be shook. He, he's never been that guy to get shook. But we got we fail to realize, this brother now has some weapons. Don't act like Lamar has had weapons in the past. Patrick Mahomes has has had Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. He's always had that cushion, somebody he can always depend upon. Sure. Lamar's been by himself. This year, he got weapons. He's been a problem without weapons. This brother is showing that he ain't no punk. 
You're going to have to step up and, 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 and knock him off. You're going to have to – Lamar is that fighter that he just – he's crazy fighter. You're going to have to kill him. You know what I'm saying? So he's not going to back down. <laughs> he said that Lamar Jackson is Creed on Sunday. That's what he's saying when it comes to him. And no, believe me, Harry and I – and by the thanks for the call, number one, Kelly, North Carolina. Number two, Harry and I have all year long has said that was something that Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens said, you know what? We're not going to let you do this anymore in terms of being a one-man gang. Your point is completely on point. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes stepping in that situation, he's elevated everybody else's game with those weapons around him and having Andy Reid as his head coach and play caller along Eric Bieniemy and now Matt Nagy back as the OC coming back from the Chicago, Chicago Bears. When, Pat, when, when Lamar Jackson said, man, I wonder what that looks like. If I could have that, well, now we've seen it. But I can't wait to see it on a stage like this with the guy on the other side that has had those kind of weapons from day one as a starting quarterback in Kansas City. When you look at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, right, since he's been a starting quarterback, this is the worst year that they've had from a record standpoint. Also, you look at the weapons, they just aren't there like they've been in the past as well. So now Patrick Mahomes got a taste of Lamar Jackson's medicine mm-hmm. and what he's had to deal with early on in his career right. when you don't have the valuable weapons across the board like he's normally had early on in his career. Dapper after cancer, great handle, by the way, had this on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, H. Douglas 83. He says, I'm voting for Lamar Jackson to be the real Superman, and I'm going to use B Superman for above the law reference. Google that, and you're welcome. From Freddie and Harry and Dapper after cancer (laughs) on social media about Lamar Jackson. One of my favorites is Wolf in Virginia. Wolf, who has to be more of a Superman on Sunday in the AFC Championship game. I say it has to be Patrick Mahomes. Harry said it has to be Patrick Mahomes. I say it has to be Lamar Jackson. Wolf, what about you? What a respectful greeting that was, gentlemen. Thank you again. Absolutely. I have to say, Lamar Jackson and one gentleman named Cal Kryptonite is going to be able to be the end to Mahomes. That defensive gentleman is the Kryptonite against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know you have preacher Freddie. Uh-huh. I know you have an elite congregation now. I'm just a junkyard dog. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> but junkyard dogs are always welcome to the right reverend church that is Freddie and Harry. But he is right about you mentioned about Kyle Hamilton, number fourteen. If you don't know who this dude is, second year safety of the Baltimore Ravens. We talk about elite players at positions. He's already an elite player. He's also a very confident player. He is not going to be afraid of anybody on the other side when it comes to when the Kansas City Chiefs. He is looking forward, Harry, to the challenge of playing a guy like Travis Kelsey. This is the position we wanted to be in, and everything that we've wanted up to date is uh, all at our control. You know, we're a game away from being where we want to be, two games away from completing the mission. But at the same time, we have to be focused on Wednesday practice, going out there, having a good practice, and following that up with a week of good practice. But, you know, going against a team like the Chiefs, who's been a juggernaut in the league for a while, it's it's a privilege, and uh, it's added pressure. But, you know, pressure either makes diamonds or pressure busts pipes. So we're hopefully going to make diamonds out of it. Kyle Hamilton, to me, Fred, is just one of those players. You know how some of those guys defensively, they just have a net for being around the ball all mm-hmm. the time, whether Absolutely. it's picking up fumbles, getting interceptions, making tackles behind the line of scrimmage. I will never be able to get this image out of my head with Kyle Hamilton when it was, I believe it was the first play of the game for the, for the um, Cleveland Browns 
when he picked off the screen pass and took it in the in the to the house for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. When, it, yeah, the, I believe he has the instincts of the game uh, similar to a Troy Palomalu. And that's okay. strong, and that's, that's saying that's a lot. That's high praise, man, because you played against Troy Palomalo. And 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 Kyle is about six three, six four. He's way bigger. Uh, I, I believe he has more range because of his size as well. He can play the nickel. Now Troy wasn't a nickel, uh, a consistent nickel defender right. like we see Kyle Hamilton going and playing wide receivers, tight ends, and whoever's in the slot. But I just love his game and how he gets from point A to point B with no wasted movement. And it's literally the the Little League football term, see mm-hmm. ball, get ball mm-hmm. with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, he sees the play and diagnoses it. That's going to be a fun matchup, that one-on-one. Travis Kelsey, the future Hall of Famer on one side of tight end for Kansas City. And then Kyle Hamilton, already one of the best safeties, if not the best safety in the league on the other side, only his second year with the Baltimore Ravens. Heath in Florida, 888-729-3776. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Heath, I believe that the one who has to be a more of a Superman than the other in the AFC Championship game is Lamar Jackson. Harry Douglas feels it's Patrick Mahomes. Heath, where do you stand? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. I think it has to be Lamar Jackson. And the reason why, they've had a great season. And he is a great quarterback. But these guys have not been here before, and they're facing a juggernaut in Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. And I just think they're just not ready yet. They'll be there. Um, and to your last segment, we talked about Bill Belichick. I want to talk about that real quick. Sure. I think a great fit. We've talked about years that this is going to be the, year, the last year of this guy's head coach. What about Kansas City? What about Kansas City and Bill Belichick? You already had Travis Kelsey there who adores Bill Belichick. Just something to think about. Hmm. Bill Belichick in Kansas City? I think they're good with Andy Reid. Well, here, here's something that Adam Schefter okay with him. brought up this morning on Get Up. Okay. He just said, hypothetically, what if, you know, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl this year and it steps down and mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is available? Well, he will be at this rate. Can you imagine you go from Andy Reid to Bill Belichick? Oh, I know. And he coaches Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes yep. in his lifetime? Yep. Now, that's unfair. If Bill Belichick needs a job, let him clean tables. Let him do that. <laughs> to have him go to Kansas City Chiefs and coach Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in his lifetime, man, that's just legalized robbery so, if that happens. So I know, day. obviously, Bill Belichick's great coach. He gets lumped in, I think, a little bit too unfairly with saying, hey, if he didn't have Tom Brady, he wouldn't be that guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little overblown. Okay. But that's just going to go skyrocketing if he goes gets Patrick Mahomes and they win this, uh, another Super Bowl. Absolutely. They're going to really say, it's not going to be, oh, he wins another Super Bowl. It's going to be, he only did it because he had those quarterbacks. When you have great players, you can screw them up because I've seen that in any sports. So I'm never going to punish Bill Belichick for saying he was nothing without Tom Brady. There'd be a lot of coaches. There will be nothing without great players. Now, Tom Brady can be that kind of exception where he just superseded everything. Six-round draft pick. No one even saw this coming, not even Tom Brady where he's now regarded as the greatest quarterback or the greatest football player of all time. So I'm never going to punish a Bill Belichick by not having Tom Brady. A lot of coaches would not be who they are without those great players under their tutelage, whether it's Bill Belichick, Harry, anybody else. No, I think you you, you raise a great point, Freddie. Players make 
coaches. Don't get me wrong. Now, mm-hmm. do co- do players need coaches? Yes, because Absolutely. if you don't have the right one, like you mentioned, they can destroy any great player. But at the end of the day, man, every great coach will tell you, hey, man, if I didn't have – you look at Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. he had Lawrence Taylor. Bill Parcells, yeah. they had Lawrence Taylor, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. We just heard Bill Belichick on on a on a on a on a TV thing. Lawrence Taylor was late to a meeting, and he went and told Bill Parcells, and Bill Parcells told him, "Well, why did you start the meeting without Lawrence Taylor?" <laughs> See, when you have greatness, <laughs> yeah. yep. Hey, all that other stuff go out the door. Uh, like Herm Edwards said, I have 53 <laughs> players. Not everybody's going to be treated fairly based on your production and based on your value. And he was not kidding because that's been a part. Of, that, that's been the M.O. for a lot of great coaches in the National Football League and any other sport. And Lawrence Taylor told a story about how they got on the bus uh-huh. and Bill Parcells was doing roll call. He was like, LT, you on here? And he was like, yes. He was like, bus driver, go ahead and go. We got enough to win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go ahead and go. We got the, enough to the, win. The, the, you wait for guys like that. They yep. could get you there a game minute before the game gets started. But certain guys with that kind of once-in-a-generation kind of talent, they are worth waiting for. That AFC Championship game involving Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City and Lamar Jackson of Baltimore, you know that's going to be a hot ticket in Baltimore. And hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats. They are the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets so you can experience it live. So Bill Belichick may not be in the sidelines in 2024, but guess who's back? Back again. Jim Harbaugh, tell a friend with Los Angeles. How legit will he make them in year one in 2024? We'll get to that after Harry has this from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats, your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. They were no flex zone when it came to the Chargers and saying that's the guy we want and that's the guy we're going to get. Jim Harbaugh now the head coach of the Chargers. Can't wait to talk about that with a former Chargers linebacker, part of a three-time Pro Bowl career they had in the NFL. Another NFL Masters weekend when it comes to Sean Merriman. Hit him on Twitter at Sean Merriman. Sean, we know about this organization. They draft you, had a lot of success. What does it mean that Jim Harbaugh is now the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? 
Well, I think that the first and foremost, man, it shows them that they uh, it shows the fans and people that they're serious about winning, right? Um, because we all know there's no guarantees, and I don't care who you got coming in, what their resume said or what they did, but at least you you show the intent that you want to win and you want to win now. Uh, the second part of that is is that it was a perfect it was a perfect time for both. It was a perfect time for the Chargers, perfect time for Jim Harbaugh, Jim. Harbaugh has been um, very vocal, then about just Justin Herbert and what he feels about him and the quarterback and having ties playing with the Chargers. Everything just lined up, and I think for the Chargers fans, it was more like, okay, guys, let's hurry this up. Not, not what's going on, but when it's going to happen. Now, we know Justin Herbert in his first few years in the National Fo- Football League, he's been able to have individual success. What does, this, what does this mean for him moving forward when it comes to team success? What are your expectations for him and the team moving forward? Well, you know, the good thing about a, a guy like Justin Herbert is we already seen what he could do. We saw him regress a bit this past year, and I think that that was due to just the, the downfall of, of the team, right? I mean, obviously it's a team game, but also a lack of leadership and, and places that they were lacking at, 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 at uh, uh, accountability. Like the, the Chargers, you didn't know what their identity was. Every week, week in and week out, you didn't know if they were going to score 30-plus points or they were going to score six like they did against the Patriots. Right? We had, you had no idea. They had no identity. And I think that what happens now, you got a coach that's walking in the building right now that's going to bring immediate, immediate identity uh, to that team. And I'm not talking about just um, to the organization or both sides of the ball. I mean, you, we're, now, you know, Chargers fans walking around feeling like they can poke out their chest a little bit. You feel strong being in a division with, you know, the, the uh, uh, Super Bowl chance with you know, having an opportunity to, be, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, that wasn't the feeling. That wasn't the sentiment last year. And I think that right now is giving the confidence to everybody around the building. Great stuff by Sean Merriman, A.K. Lights Out, uh-huh, from the Chargers, part of a three-time Pro Bowl linebacker career head in the NFL. Hit him on Twitter, Sean Merriman, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. So we know the Chargers want to get to where the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs are this Sunday, playing for AFC Championship at 3 o'clock Eastern time, Sean. I believe that Lamar Jackson has to be more of a Superman for the Baltimore Ravens. Harry does believe it has to be Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs has to be more of a Superman for their team to win. Where do you stand on that? I, I think, um, and there's nothing against Patrick Mahomes and that team. They, they, they continuously shock everybody in just getting here in the first place because, let's be honest, they wasn't as, as good as they were in the past. They wasn't as dominant as they've been in the last several years in the NFL. You know, Travis Kelsey's getting a little older, even though he's still very effective. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't have the year. And so they had a bit of a down year, yet we're still talking about them being in the AFC Championship. So all props to them. I don't want to go against uh, anything they've accomplished. But I don't think anybody's beating the Baltimore Ravens right now. I just don't see it, man. They're too physical on both sides of the football. Their mentality, the phys- physicality that, that they play with for four quarters. We don't, we don't see this type of this brand of football nowadays. They just don't. And uh, I saw a quote of one of the inside linebackers the other day and said, hey, if, uh, I don't care who comes in. My cousin coming in here, in here, they're getting dealt with. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> that, that's the mentality that, this, that these guys have. And it's very, very hard to beat, you know, somebody with walking around with that mentality. And, and by the way, the only reason why Lamar Jackson has even gotten slack for playoff runs and things like that is because he hasn't been healthy. Yep. That, that's been his biggest knock. This stretch, this time of the year, Lamar Jackson has, has either not been available or he hasn't been healthy, and that's not a problem this year. So we're going to see two really good defenses in this matchup. So when you look at the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens, 
What's one thing each defense has to take away from the opposing team's offense? Uh, for one, you got to keep um, Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. You can't let him extend plays. When he extend plays, uh, it's hard to run one-on-one with Travis Kelsey. If he's on the linebacker, strong safety, it doesn't matter. Those option routes, the more and more time you give him, they start running their own routes, and he will create a play. Um, you know, for <clears throat> Lamar Jackson, what, what you got to do with Lamar Jackson is make him one-dimensional as much as possible. Um you know, as hard as a pass rush, and I would take like take a guy like Chris Jones coming off of the edge, or they put him in a, a wide five as a D tackle. I mean, a, a defensive end or a D tackle. You got to stay in your pass rush lanes because they're going to do a lot of run pass option. He's going to take off and use his legs, and so you have to stop him from running the football. Pay attention. You know, have a guy to spy. Have a guy to stay in a lane and and stop the stop him from running. Make him pass the football. Make him one dimensional. So. That would be my game plan going and playing these two quarterbacks this week. Great stuff by Sean Merriman, former Chargers linebacker, three-time Pro Bowler on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. On the other side, we got the late game in the NFC Championship game. San Francisco 49ers hosting the Detroit Lions. 49ers have a big, big problem trying to get over that hump and get to the Super Bowl. And Detroit, they haven't been anywhere this far since 1991. We look at the two quarterbacks, Jared Goff in Detroit, Sean, and Brock Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers. Which quarterback do you have more confidence in and why going into this game? I, you know, I, I got a, a lot of people jumped on me when I said this before the season. I said the Lions was going to the show, and they and they said, "What? What are you talking about?" I said they're, they're going all the way. Look, last year how they finished the season up, coming in with momentum. They had that first game of the year against KC. I told everybody before the game, I said they're going to beat KC, and they did. Yes, they didn't have Travis Kelsey, didn't have Chris um, Jones, and I, I get it. I get that part. The way that the Lions are playing right now, they're very hard to beat. And they're they're gritty because they you know they they find ways to win even if it's not pretty they you know turning the ball over again they're attacking you up front uh, Aiden Hutchinson all these guys I'm this this week especially with no Debo Samuel's I don't know if he's in or out yet but if Debo Samuel's don't play I'm going with Jared Goff so I need you to finish this sentence for me Sean if the 49ers can't stop the run go. They lose, period, <laughs> point, <laughs> point blank. Because the Lions, if you watch them all entire year, they got a great one-two punch back there. These guys, Montgomery, don't, like when they get going, that play action opens wide up, and that's, a, that's the one thing you don't want to get these guys, give them a rushing lane, because then those deep ball stars are flying, and that's when Jared Goff is going to hit home runs. So you have the Lions going to the show. Who do you have joining them in the show from the AFC, Sean? I got I, the Ravens. I don't. I don't think anybody's beating the Ravens right now. Um, I just the, the quality of football, the level of football they're playing. Uh, you know they're playing, they, and I hate to sound like the old school guy, right? Because I hate the one when I played. You got guys from they always oh, to play with no teeth and leather helmets. And <laughs> I, I hated that talk. But you haven't seen this level of play, this physicality since the time when I played. Around that time, where these guys just punch you in the mouth for four quarters, lining up and saying, "Hey, let beat me," and, and let's see what happens. I swear you got more going on post-NFL career, and you were pretty busy during your NFL career playing in the league. You have a new venture called Lights Out 14. What's that all about, Sean? Yeah, Lights Out Extreme fighting uh, my MMA organization. We got a big fight coming up in Long Beach, California, February 16th, just one week after the Super Bowl. You can uh, find out more information at lightsoutxf.com, uh, and we'll be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. If you guys don't have Fubo out there, make sure you get it. But we're gonna. This is our biggest car yet, man. We have the next up and coming superstars. Probably a couple of couple of guys from this car is gonna lead and go to the UFC at some point. So make sure you guys check it out. Lights out, extreme fighting fourteen. 
uh, Friday, February 16th, will be live on Football TV, Football Sports. What kind of UFC fighter do you think Harry Douglas would be? Uh, it depends on if he's making a cut, making a roster or not. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm making the damn roster, Sean. I ain't make, I'm making the damn roster. You know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on whoever like white on rice. I'm like a hyena. You need him to go down. I got him. You should see Harry's face right now. The minute I said that, man, all of a sudden the blood rushed to his head and everything. He was ready to give medieval, Sean. When I asked when that I say question. that. Boy likes to compete. He likes to compete. (laughs) (laughs) Always appreciate you, Sean. You're the great work at your championship Sunday as well, my friend. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, he's fantastic. Sean Merriman, former Chargers linebacker, three time Pro Bowl in his NFL career. Great follow on Twitter as Sean Merriman. I was being funny. My eyes did get big, man. Man, man, you were ready to throw hands already. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just asked Sean a question, and Harry got some sort of way. <laughs> Harry, was, Harry started doing like Kevin Hart. That's it. That's it. That's it. Say it with your chest. And Harry was. <laughs> Ready, some guys, you can take some things out of them. Uh-huh. Competition, you can't take man, out of me, man. You didn't even smile. It's like a big crowd <laughs> just came up. Eyes got all square and everything. Harry was ready to get his UFC on. He said, put him up, put him up. Exactly. Put come up. on, come on, put him up, put him up. Put I'll him take up. on anybody. Put him up, put him up. <laughs> He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at hdougs883. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. And one of our producers, who Charmaine Nameless, Shannon Penn, is ready to accuse Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo on one big damn fib about his new head coach in Milwaukee. That whole thing is next. So put him up on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Oh, we were going to have one of our producers who shall remain nameless, Shannon Penn, ready to call out Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo for one big damn fib about Doc Rivers taking over the Bucks in place of Adrian Griffin. And that's just going to have to be that, – that's just going to have to hit the floor. You know why? Because Harry Douglas is feeling so much better ah! because his Atlanta Falcons made the call, not the Hawk call, but the call. They now have a new head coach and its former Rams defense coordinator, Raheem Morris. According to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, Raheem Morris, Rams defensive coordinator the last three seasons – is going to be hired by the Atlanta Falcons. Not Bill Belichick, not Mike Vrabel, but Raheem Morris, the new head coach of your Atlanta Falcons. I love everything about this move. Um, Raheem Morris is someone that I respect on every level you could think of, Freddie. He's a guy that was on the defensive side of the ball uh, when he was with Atlanta, but moved over to the offensive side of the ball to understand the offense a lot more. Mm -hmm. So that Shanahan offense that you see being ran by everyone, not only does Raheem Morris understand the defensive ball, he understands everything about that offense through and through. So you have a coach that can be able to talk your language offensively. You have a coach that can talk the same language with you defensively. On top of being a guy that these players can relate to. And that's one of the things, man, when I talk to Julio or, or, or I talked to Muhammad Sanu right. when they were in Atlanta, man, that they really respected Raheem 
on another level. And I, I'm just happy that he's able to get this opportunity because I thought it was well overdue. I seen Les Snead, the general manager for the Los Angeles Rams while I was working the Sugar Bowl. And we sat there and we had a conversation about Raheem Morris. Okay. And well, we basically said if he didn't get a head coaching opportunity this cycle, uh-huh. it's a damn shame. Well, How much was he kind of asking your opinion and feeling you out because those kind of conversations to me, based on what I'm hearing right now, that's not just one of those happenstance kind of things. That seemed to me the less need because he knows how connected you are to the Atlanta Falcons and how you know Raheem Morris very well. That seems as if less need was doing a lot of his homework assignment on somebody like Raheem Morris. Well, I would say this. Les was with the Falcons organization for a good amount of time before he went off to you know be the general manager for the Los Angeles Rams. Here's another nugget that a lot of people might not understand. So Rich McKay, one of his sons, mm-hmm. works under Les Snead. He works out there in okay. the front office uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. So everything that you wanted to know about Raheem Morris, and he already coached here in Atlanta. And I'm saying here because that's where I live. That's not why I am currently, but I live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, right. right. So they knew everything about Raheem Morris. And I think his growth as a coach, not only um, – individually in his room with DBs, but I think collectively across the board amongst the entire team. And his leadership and how he's grown in that department as well is something that attracted the Atlanta Falcons, and not only just them, but multiple teams to yep. give him an interview to bring him in, in in those regards. So I'm happy for Raheem Morris. That's what y'all call him. We call him Ra. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I think this is a great day in Atlanta. And I also feel like, you got to understand and know the room too. Right. And what I Absolutely. mean by that, you got to understand and know your fan base. Raheem Morris fits that fan base as well. One of the things about that, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the latest news involving the NFL coaching carousel. According to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, the Atlanta Falcons, who interviewed Bill Belichick twice, they decided to say, no, thank you. They're going to hire Raheem Morris. Defensive coordinator of the Rams from 2021 through 2023 as their new head coach, according to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider. Here's something else what you just said. I'm really glad that he got a second opportunity because the first time around, many people wonder if that was ever going to happen again. And so many different people kept speaking up for him in the last two coaching cycles to say that was a difficult situation that he had to be involved in when he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a lot of people would have won in that situation, and he did the best he could with what was put in front of him by the Glazer family and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So many people had nothing but glowing, glowing notices regarding Raheem Morris. So I'm glad that he got a second opportunity. Plenty of people still waiting for their first opportunity that I believe is never going to come. And I hate to put Eric Bieniemy in that category, but he's not the only one. But the fact that Raheem Morris gets another opportunity, another shot, and they did not hold the first time against him says a lot about how much growth, like you mentioned, that he's been able to have and how people are able to see that growth in NFL circles to allow this opportunity to have for him, a second one, to be an NFL head coach. I don't want people to see, hey, it's Raheem Morris and kind of have a frown on their face. I don't think they understand how intelligent he is as a football player. Now, coming into the season, a lot of people said this about the Los Angeles Rams, that they didn't have a chance in hell to make the playoffs, correct? Absolutely. And you see what he was able to do with that defense, with those many young players. Still had Aaron Donald, but you had to make things work with the young players and the guys that they were able to draft, and he was able to do that. 
for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, so Raheem Morris gets another opportunity to be an NFL head coach, the second time for him, and he's hoping that the second time is going to be a charm, according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. He is going to be the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. You can't see it, but you can probably feel the smile from Harry Douglas with the Falcons being the head coach. You going to be okay? Man, it was nice. It was nice being on radio. I enjoyed my tenure here. Um, <laughs> oh, so you're gone now, huh? I love y'all, man. Like, y- the way y'all supported me. <laughs> so according to ESPN, NFL from NFL player, <laughs> Harry Dell's about to be your new assistant coach when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> under Raheem Morris. And then there were two, and they won't include Bill Belichick in the NFL. That's next on Freddie Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.